Tonight we want to look at uh, living as branches. And I don't know about you, and I don't know how many of you ever done any type of um, agricultural work where anyone ever done, like, anyone like trees? You have any tree huggers in here? You know, Nathan? I mean, not tree huggers, but I mean, you know, huh? You're not, a world, you're not one of those, like, world people that just, everything is about trees, right? You don't like trees about people, right? Okay, because tonight we're going to talk about cutting down trees, all right? But anyway, the point, the point tonight is this, is that we need to recognize that we live as branches. What type of branch are you going to be? What type of branch am I going to be? And that's what we're going to look at tonight. And as we think of, first of all, as we look at, I have it, where is it? If you think of our introduction, it says this, when it comes to us or to students and the world they live in, there's so much that vies for their attention, sports, friends, hobbies, entertainment, and so on. Each of these aspects of their lives and many more consume part of them. Their passion, energy, time, and pure affection are divided among so many different things. And if they aren't careful, these things can become a distraction. But Jesus said in John 15 that part of their identity is a Christ follower and that he would command the largest part of their attention and affection. That means that we must remain in Jesus. Christ followers are to be intertwined with Jesus. Our identities be found in him. This means that occasionally God may bring us to a place where we recognize distraction in our lives, for they really are. In these moments, God leads us to make choices that are sometimes tough, but is proven as part of growing in our devotion to Christ. And we're going to just look at that tonight and think about that. I want you to think about your week for a second. And I want you to just imagine and just think about it. how much of your week is spent watching TV? You don't watch TV, right? Okay. <laughs> How much is your week is spent on your phone? If I had to say, listen, if I had to tell you that we were going to take away every phone in this room for two hours, how many, listen, how many of you think you would go absolutely crazy? Why are you in the Wi-Fi chair though? Come over. All right? We live in this culture today where everything is about, you know, what's on TV. How many of y'all have Netflix? Anyone have Netflix? All right. Now, see, now I'm talking, right? We don't watch TV, per se. We watch Netflix. How many of you are binge watchers where you have to, when you start a show, you got to finish? All right? You know... There's some shows like that for me, you know, like I got to, when I start it, I have to finish. What we notice is where our priorities truly are. You know, and we have to understand as Christians, where does our, you know, where does Christ fit in? And I'm going to look at John 15, 1 to 8, but we want to look at it a little bit backwards tonight. We want to start at 5 to 8 and move our way back because we want to really understand what Jesus is saying here. So let's look at 5 to 8. It says that I am the vine. Jesus himself, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown to the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. But this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so that prove to my, be to my disciples." I want you to imagine for a second a, a fruit tree. 
And I know that, you know, we have hurricanes that come through the Bahamas, so we see hurricanes come, and sometimes fruit trees do not bear fruit, right? And what normally happens sometimes you have to do? You have to what? You have to either cut it down or you have to prune it, right? Because pruning helps a tree grow. I took agriculture for three years, so I, I, sh I know a little bit something about it, but when you have to prune a tree sometimes, because the branch is no good, it's dead, it's no more good. This is what Jesus is saying. He's comparing us to a branch. He's saying, look, if you are no good, if you're not doing anything, if you don't abide in me, I'm just going to cut you off and throw you into the fire. You're no good to me. There's no, it's no reason for you to even say that you identify with me. And what does it mean to abide in Christ? It means to be fully connected. It means to say, you know what? I am with you. When we sit and think of the image of the, of the olive and grapevines and the branches, they grow up. We, we see that. When we look at verses 5 and 6, can you tell that what true Jesus is teaching through the word picture? What is he saying here in, in verses 5 to 6? It says this, I am the vine, you are the branch. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branch are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. What is the, what is the picture that comes to your mind you think of that? You have no hope. You're no good. What, what, why, what are you even trying for anymore? It's, it isn't worth it because you're no good. You're not, a, you're not abiding in Christ. You're not connected to the source. You're not connected to the whole tree. What is a tree without roots? Is it a tree? It's no good, right? It's just like us in our faith. If we're not rooted in Christ, if we're not connected to Christ, we can't expect no more. We can't expect to grow. You know, there's some people who say, you know what, I don't know why I don't feel different. Some people think that Christianity is just a feeling, you know. I, I don't feel like a Christian. It's more than a feeling. But the question comes to us is this. How much time am I spending in God's Word? How much time am I really spending talking to God? How do I expect to be connected? It's just like you. You, you talk about, you know, watching things on Netflix. If you don't watch an episode of TV... Can you even get in a conversation and talk about the episode? No, because you're not, you're not filled in. You don't know what's happening. Well, how do I expect to be a follower of Christ if I'm not even following what he wants me to do? You know, think about it for a second. For, for a lot of you, you get into the age where, you know, you're attracted to a young lady or a guy, and you will spend hours... Now, maybe you don't spend hours on the phone anymore. You probably just text back and forth or Facebook message or something like that. But anyway. But let me ask this question. If you want to get to know a guy or girl better, what, do you want, what are you going to do? Talk to them. Spend time with them. Uh, you know, that's how you're going to get to know them. It's the same thing with our relationship with Christ. If we want to get to know Christ better, we've got to talk to him. We've got to spend time with him we got to get to know him better. You see, the thing for us is this. When we come to a relationship with Jesus Christ, we have this fire in us. You know, a lot of us, we get excited. We're like on fire for the Lord, and we feel like, you know what? It could do anything. You know, we start doing devotions, and we start doing all these things that we think that Christ wanted to do, and we feel like, you know what? We could conquer the world. But you know what ends up happening after a while? The fire goes down. Sometimes the fire even goes out. And the reason the fire goes out and it starts burning because you know what? We're not spending time in Christ that we should. 
We're not spending time talking to him, communicating with him. You know, I know some people say, you know what, praying is just boring. You know, I'm there talking and no one ain't answering me back. You know, like how sometimes, I don't know if you're like me or, you know, I know y'all probably do, you have selective hearing, right? You hear the things you want to hear. How many of y'all parents say you must have selective hearing? Anyone says that? You know, you hear what you want to hear. You know, your mom or dad could be screaming your name and, you know, whatever's happening to do something and you don't hear a thing. But the minute they call you to do do something that you really want to do, you hear them. We have selective hearing where, you know, we don't want to do, we don't want to hear the things that we don't want to hear. We hear some things, but we are so confused. But that's what Christ is saying, look, I want you to be connected to me. I want you to be rooted in me. I want you to understand that you need to be in my word. Verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. You know, how many of you like mangoes? Anyone like mangoes in here? You know, during mango season, there are some mango seasons that basically they bear a lot of fruit, and then there's some years that they don't bear any. And sometimes I know people who have thought, you know what, this tree ain't bearing none, I'm ready to cut it down. Or last year, I would say, remember what last year's um, season was? Avocado or pear, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I believe pears are everywhere. I think every person tree had pears or avocado. What do you call it, avocado or pear? Who call it avocado? I call it pear. Anyway, I call it pear. All right. Avocado. Anyway. Anyway. Avocado, right? But how many of you had so much avocado that you couldn't even get rid of them? You have, anyone have avocado tree in here? How many of you had so many in your tree that you couldn't get rid of them? I know Nathan was bringing like avocado like every day. I mean, it's like, you know, you only can eat so much avocado before... Anyway, we don't want to go there. You know what avocado does to you, right? We don't want to go there. But we got to be very careful because as a believer, we want to bear fruit. We want to be something that God said, you know what? You're doing good work for me. I'm pleased with you. We don't want to be the person that he said, you know what? I'm going to cut you off. Going back to the top of verse 1 to 4. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So here it is, this is what Jesus is saying. Look, my father said, these, these right over here, these branches that ain't doing nothing, they're not connected to me, he's going to cut them and throw them away. But these over here, he prunes. He's, he's going to make it look nice. Because you know what? As a believer, we are, we are in a process. A process called sanctification. There are things in us that need to be cut out. Each one of us as a believer needed surgery. When we came to know Christ, we needed some type of surgery because we needed things cut out of us. The things that we do. You see, when we say we come to Christ, things must change. We can't stay the same. There's no way of staying the same. Because if we stay the same, then we really haven't come to Christ. Verse 3, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. Jesus makes it very clear. Look, you're not going to grow. You're not going to get any better. You're not going to produce any fruit unless you, you stay connected to me. Unless you're in my word. Unless you're doing all you can for me. 
Let me ask the question. As Christ followers, what do you think it means to produce fruit? If someone said to you, what do you mean by fruit? What would you say? What a fruit? Huh? What does Christ mean by produce fruit? Huh? Make more disciples. Okay, anyone else? Hmm? Fruit of spirit. Okay, that's some bit. I mean, that's a good answer. What are some other things you think? Let me ask the question: When you have a when you have fruit, when you see a tree that has plenty of fruit, what is, what does that mean? You think it's a good fruit, right? It's a good tree. It's multiplying. All right. It's just like us as a believer. If we aren't growing, if we aren't producing fruit, if we're not becoming more like Christ, we're no good to Him. You see, we need to understand, we need to identify that we're on, on His team. You know, I know some of you play sports, and I want you to think about this for a second. Whether you play basketball, softball, soccer, whatever team you're on, there's always this kid on your team that really can't play. You know, there's, there's this player that, there's a player that you just wish. Listen. There's, listen. There's a player on this team that you just wish, for some reason, they would not show up. Like, please, let their car break down. Let them get a flat tire. Don't let them show up at the game. Because they really, they ain't got nowhere to play. All right? There's no way I want them in. Right? Y'all can get about five of you, right? But this is the point we're trying to make. Because they're not doing nothing for the team. They're only hurting the team. It's just like us as believers. If we aren't bearing fruit as believers, we're hurting the team. We're hurting Christ. We're hurting his game. You know, we're, we're not being fruit producers. Just like that, that individual who we wish they would never come to the game because they're lousy. They're no good. They did? Okay, we use that word. Dead? That's what Christ says to us. You know what? You're no good. I'm chopping you up. You're not, a, you're not in me. You know, I know exactly how that feels. As some of you know, you know, I coach baseball. And if you coach up to JBLN or any of the leagues, you know, it's almost a rule. You have to let the people play. And there are some times where you just wish that, you know what? I didn't want them to play. But listen. But listen, this is where, as us believers, we need to understand something. Listen. When we come to know Christ, does it mean that we're perfect? No. We need work. We need to grow. We need time to, you know, spend time in His Word, learn more about Him. You see, the biggest mistake for a lot of people is that they think when you come to know Christ, you'll be perfect. Ain't no one perfect. And I know this as being a young person. You know, sometimes you feel like, you know what? If I miss my devotions today, I can make up for it tomorrow. And then you know what happens? You don't do it. Then you end up, you know what ends up happening? You don't do nothing again. You miss it again and you don't do it. And it gets easier and easier. I got too much homework. 
The list goes on. We have all excuses when it comes to Christ. We have every excuse in the book when it comes to spending time with Christ. But when it comes to other things, priorities, we could always spend time, find time to watch Netflix, to spend time on the phone, do whatever we want to do. This is something that we should want to do because this is the only thing that's going to last for eternity is our relationship with Christ. You know, whether you believe it or not, if you look around this room, some of you go to the same school, some of you, um, you know, you know, you think you might be, we BFFs, we could be friends, best friends forever. You know, let me just tell you something. Reality is set in when you graduate and you may not ever see this person again. That's why you need to make sure you're grounded in Christ. Because you know what? He's never going to leave you or forsake you. He's always going to be there. You know, we just never know. So how do we apply this? Well, just to think about some things. What things get priorities in your life? What are the things that you put to the top, and where does God fit in those things? Am I truly a fruit bearer? Am I really producing fruit? Am I getting more like Christ? Am I being more like him? Am I getting to a point where, you know, I, can, I know scripture or I'm trying to? Number three, would I be pleased if someone represented me the way i supposed to represent Christ? If you had to say, you know what, I want you to be like me. Would you be satisfied if you're being like Christ? Number four, what distraction do I need to give up so that I have a better relationship with Christ? You know, you may, some of you pointing and, you, you know, it might be a joke, but some of you may have to give up a friend. You might have to give up a boyfriend, a girlfriend who was in living for Christ. Because let me tell you something. One thing in life you need to recognize at your age is, especially, you know, I'm going to talk to ladies here because ladies, I think that they have, they think they have the power to change any guy. You know, you know, they, they tell him, he's going to church now. He's coming to church with me. You know, he's a good boy. Listen, all right? Let me tell you something, ladies. You ain't going to never change a guy. Only God could change him. And they can more or less change you before anything else. All right? Don't let no guy fool you. I'm a guy, and I can tell you. No, I ain't going to say that. That'd be rude, you know. We ain't, none of us ain't no good. None. Except, I, I, you know, except a couple of the guys in there. We've some good people, right? Okay? But no, seriously. Don't let, don't let a guy fool you and say, I'm changing for you. If he's changing for you, let me tell you something. You might have counted that right there. That's it. Because that's the wrong thing. He should be changing to become like Christ. All right? I have, I have never seen in all my years of youth ministry a relationship where someone, I've seen a relationship where someone has said, you know what, he's changing, he's coming to church now, and all of a sudden, everything is A-OK. That doesn't happen. This isn't Prince Charming and, you know, whatever, you know, this isn't, this isn't a kiss, you kiss Prince Charming, and then all of a sudden, things get to get no. Number five, am I a branch that is bearing fruit or a branch that needs to be cut off? It's simple. Are you a branch that's bearing fruit? Or are you a branch that needs to be cut off? Because you know what? 
you ain't doing no good for Christ. You know, it ain't a joke. Some of you think it's a joke to say, yeah, you know what? I just cut off. But where do you want to spend eternity? You want to burn? You want to be no good? Stay connected. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. And we thank you, Lord, you love us, that you would send your son to die for us so that we can have a relationship with you. And I pray that you would just continue to be with us, that you'd be honored in all that we do. And we thank you and praise you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.